Welcome to the Red, White, and Truth podcast. It is your boy Karsten Short here, and I've got a special guest with me tonight here on election night. Obviously, this election night has been a roller coaster of emotions. I mean, we watched it almost look like an absolute guarantee that Trump was going to win. The betting odds went through the roof. Uh, now here we sit. It's kind of deadlocked. We got a fight on our hands, you guys, and we're about to take the gloves off tonight. So here I got my boy. He's also my barber here in Las Vegas. He hosts over 3,000 clients in the Las Vegas area, which is absolutely insane to think about. This guy is a workaholic. I mean, you know, in typical fashion, you got all the Democrats who never want to work, look for work yet. This guy's working 12, 13, 14 hours a day, busting his ass to achieve his dreams. And I freaking love that. It's my boy Truman over here. He's over at Truman Barbershop Style. If you guys ever get out to Las Vegas, give this guy a, a message, a call, whatever it may be. Get in contact with this guy because I promise you, and you can put my word on it, it'll be the best haircut you ever had. So Truman, I'm going to I'm going to turn it over to you. Maybe you can tell yourself a little about uh, you know the crowd, a little bit about yourself, your views, and kind of uh, your conservative journey here, and well, where you've gotten from you know to this day. I appreciate the kind words, Carson. You're, you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> Probably giving me a little too much credit, but uh, you know um, I like to stay humble, and uh, I appreciate you having me on your podcast. It's a privilege, brother, to be here with you and to be talking about this because, uh, you know, a little bit about my background, you know, um, uh, so I go by Truman. My name is Mario Guzman, officially, uh, but I like to be called Truman. And um, it's a name that I gave myself a long time ago once I realized um, how to represent myself accurately for the people that I consider to be my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I used to actually represent a lot and volunteer a lot for the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of changed me because um, I used to be all about the Latino movement and you know trying to create equality. But um, I was a part of different organizations, brother, that honestly propped up and gave more privileges to people because they were minorities mm-hmm. rather than to treat them as equals mm-hmm. of other people. So to me, it felt like we were oppressing more other people that were not Latinos rather than to create equality for uh, kids that consider themselves Latinos, whether they're from South America, Central America, um, any Latino community pretty Mm -hmm. much, um, and and so on and so forth. So um, volunteering for many years, I mean, helping to start the DACA project, the DACA project out here in Nevada, you know, doing a whole bunch of campaigning for all these Democrats back in We're the day. We're doing like any door-to-door type of stuff? Oh, or? all day. Oh, man. All so you're really invested. That's yes. insane. I was actually the president of the Student Organization of Latinos from my local high school chapter. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I was also part of the LYLA, the Latino Youth Leadership Alumni. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I did a lot of good things, but it was not the correct vessel for me to be a part of Mm -hmm. because of the oppression of others that those organizations promoted. Of course it was, uh, it was through the, you know, advent through, through the, uh, me looking for equality at the time that those were the only avenues I saw at the time. And, uh, I was a part of those and, uh, you know, there were choices that I wish I I could have made better choices back then, but uh, hey, that's all I had at the time that I didn't know much. Mm-hmm. And um, but here we are, and I'm now on the conservative movement. I love and, that, and I love being a part of the red because well, uh, I, I got to ask yeah. you a question there because you kind of hit it on the head, and I think that's the biggest thing that's going on with the narrative is you you were looking for a program that preached equality, but instead you got into a program that 
almost wanted more than equality. It's like it didn't want it wanted power almost in exactly. a sense where it, like they wanted to be like the superior movement. It yeah. almost seemed like, and I, I could I could I could see that happening now today in America. And I see like where your upbringings came from. Cause you're what you're 35, 35, 35 years 35. old, so a little older than I am. So I mean, I totally understand like now looking at the movements, now yeah. seeing it's like it's not really equality anymore. It's mm-hmm. more of just. I want more. Like I want you to feel how I feel, and yeah. that's that, that's crazy, man, to think it's, about. It's wow. more of let's punish who we feel wronged by, mm-hmm. and and of course we all know that we can feel a lot of certain ways. And when you're young, you feel a lot of different emotions. You know, you have friends chirping in your ear all day, telling you who's oppressing you, what they look like, what mm-hmm. they sound like, and it's a lot of stereotypes and a lot of uh, generalizations that we end up believing, mm-hmm. and then they end up ruling our lives, brother. Wow. That's that's really powerful stuff, man. Seriously, that's just I mean, and, and just hearing it from somebody that's experienced it firsthand, that's just really powerful. Um, so you, you talk about the conservative movement. When what, what was kind of your 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 first step into the conservative movement away from you know more of the Democratic Party and moving you toward that victim mindset and more toward the conservative movement and where you are today? Oh man, you know, seeing the results that I got from my own hard work and from the motivation and the discipline that you carry yourself with and how how much it can help you thrive in in your life without looking back and saying, you know, I couldn't succeed because of these people or I couldn't succeed because of them. Like what what differentiates you from other people is the fact that can you see yourself as a victor or as a victim Mm -hmm. and not through the oppression of others. And I don't mean that in any sense when I say victor. I mean victor as in, you know, what kind of enlightened self-interest do you have Mm -hmm. for yourself first and foremost? What kind of enlightened self-interest do you have uh, between the relationships, uh, between the relationship you have with your conscious mind, your spiritual sense that you have, and then the, the relationship that you have between you and other people? And how you can contribute to their lives. What what contributions are you making to your community? What kind of contributions are you making for the conscious conscience of other people mm-hmm. to help them be better? That's deep, man. That's really deep. And that was very well explained too. Uh, I want to kind of get into the 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 what we've kind of gone through today because you've been with me throughout election night tonight, and uh, just kind of what we've seen. And uh, I think the first thing I want to get into is the media narrative coming into this election. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing that we saw in 2016. You know, we saw. I, I know. I, I believe it was Vox Media 538. They were all coming out and saying this would be a 90 percent chance of a Biden candidacy, and exactly what we saw. You know, right now I would say Trump is the fa- the current favorite right now in the election moving forward it's small it's probably about 60 40 but he's currently the favorite um where is the media going wrong here i mean i'm I'm looking at it and it's like they're they're so convinced every media network out there even fox news which we're going to get to in a a segment later on in the show and how left fox news has gotten where is the media going wrong right now because they have these outlandish predictions that just are not even coming close to being true what what would you say that the issue is there well man they're like they're like 10 15 years too late to jumping on that that whole victimization train Mm-hmm. You know, and they're they're so late that, you know, there's people like me that fill in that gap of reasonable thinking where we've realized that it didn't help us at all to see ourselves as victims just because we don't look like someone else or mm-hmm. because we don't uh, have what someone else was born into in their lives. Like they're so late onto that train. And I think they're doing it because of the social media aspect of things where they say, oh, my God, look at these numbers. Mm-hmm. Outrage is causing these many views. 
And so then they say, let's just keep hitting those triggers. And mm-hmm. most of these people saying these things don't even believe it. They just think it's the new trend. I mean, if mm-hmm. you look at what they were saying five, ten years ago, they were saying the complete opposite as far as concepts go. Mm-hmm. They just keep jumping on trends. And right now the trend is, you know, let's see who's the biggest victim. Now, who can get offended the most and cause get- a movement. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing I see a lot of is yeah. um, you've got these people that are, you know, the, the Democratic Party has been very good at drawing emotion, trying to draw emotion to secure your vote, just yeah. to get you to vote in a certain way based on how you feel, yeah. not how you're thinking at the time or what logic is telling you. It's just how do I feel and what can I do to act on that? And how can we get people to act on that to you know secure their vote? I think that's really their only goal is just to secure the vote. They really don't care about these movements when it really comes down to Not it. I mean, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, I, I look back to that as something that we went through recently. Yeah. And when they got all these donations, you think if they really cared about Black Lives, those donations instead of going to campaigning, you know, campaign finances for you know white liberal politicians, exactly. you'd think it would go into the the inner city of Chicago or maybe the inner city of Detroit and help rebuild Baltimore. these communities. I mean, yeah. if it really was about Black Lives, wouldn't you think that would be the idea? But obviously, you know, that's not what we're seeing. I, I think for some of these polling that we're seeing too, and how the polls are so off. I think one thing that they're doing that they need to stop doing that I saw during the debates was, you know, CNN would have this action poll afterwards where they'd get a bunch of people together and they'd say, yep, this is the idea. Trump won both elections or sorry, Biden won both elections by a landslide. And that was their narrative. But it's like, who are you polling? You know, yeah. where, where are these numbers coming from? Is it is it employees? I mean, Which, by wh- the way, where I've, is this coming from? I've never taken a poll once. In never. My life. I mean, Ever. it's like it, it's got to be company employees or something like that. It's got to be like, OK. Biden won, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's the winner. Like he, he won. We all agree, right? Everyone here, yeah. CNN, we yeah. agree. Like, come on, like, where is this coming from? So, I mean, obviously we're seeing today and it's going to be really interesting moving forward. I mean, I get the media is anti-Trump. Yeah. I mean, they can't stand the guy because he did. I mean, if you look back to 2016, when they predicted this landslide, and I think this is part of the reason why they really don't like Trump yeah. is they predicted a landslide like we've never seen from the Democratic Party on a Republican candidate. And then obviously when it went the exact opposite and it was Trump winning in a landslide, he was just kind of like, Hey, like told you. And, and they are just laughing. I mean, like I played in my last podcast, the Rachel Maddow clip. I mean, she's literally saying that, you know, you haven't died and gone to hell. Trump is your president. (laughs) Like they freak out and they, they exaggerate like to these extreme level. Oh, she was so mad. And they've lost so much credibility because they've been so wrong on so many topics. I mean, they just they speak for people like me. They don't even give me an opinion on mm. their shows or anything like that. They really don't care to to accurately represent people that have mm. their own individual mindsets where they've been through the same things other people that view themselves as victims have been through, mm. maybe even worse. Mm. And they still don't see themselves as victims. And that's the thing that I think is not only discredited them, mm. they've discredited themselves, but they've also taught other kids and other young individuals that might have that might be born in a certain you know economic downslide or whatever and have things against them and and have maybe struggling with some identity complex that they've Mm. been taught by other people and that certainly doesn't help them to succeed it's just and, and not not to mention man that like to to go the other route also and to tell someone else that uh, to teach someone else that they are better or that they have more privileges because of the way they look also disenfranchises them and takes away their own their own ability ability to see their own mind to see their own abilities 
for their accomplishments mm-hmm. to see what they're capable of. Yeah, it's like put a bit of victim's mindset almost yeah. where it's like, oh, if I'm if I'm not successful, I can just blame it on the fact that there's this invisible enemy that's out to get me that's been told to me by the media. Exactly. And if I do, maybe I just got lucky or whatever. You yeah. know, it's like it, you, you don't want people growing up with that mentality or that mindset. It's just – it, it's not right. Yeah. yeah. If you teach someone that someone's in their way of their success, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the thing is that that person is always going to owe that person credit if they believe that. Mm-hmm. The moment that they believe that someone else is in their way, then the moment they succeed, quote unquote succeed, mm-hmm. um, they didn't accomplish that by themselves, obviously, because mm-hmm. they already believed that someone else was in their way. So mm-hmm. did that per- did their oppressor give them permission yeah. to I- succeed? That's terrifying. I mean, that's just, a, just to think that's about. That's a really important question oh, to man. ask. No, for, people, for, you know? for real, you're you're hitting it dead on the head. Um, I want to I want to kind of go into a, a another point here. Uh, obviously, we're on election night. This is one of the most important election oh, yeah. nights that we have ever been through. I mean, you're a little bit older than me, and you've been through a couple more elections. I mean, you've probably seen over time. I don't think we've seen one this important yeah. because it's like. You're two complete polar opposite sides, and America is completely divided in these two sides. It's like you have one side that is leaning more socialist than anything, and then you have your conservatives over here that, you know, their whole, you know, agenda is make America great again. It's to the betterment of America, America first. And then the other is, hey, let's use our American platform to make the world better first. And it's it's two completely different sides. I got to ask you, what was your biggest surprise so far on election night? What was the biggest thing that kind of jumped out to you that you've seen as they've been covering the the real results of this election you know i would say that the man the minority support uh, of people uh, of uh, the minority support being so enthusiastic for for our current president donald trump who i oh, love yeah. by the way you know mm-hmm. i've been a supporter and and i mean this is this is incredible to see the support from these people coming out finally and not being scared of being mm-hmm. persecuted by the same people that say that they're on their side mm-hmm. and, and, and they only say that they're on their side because of how they look, which mm-hmm. there's a word for that, you know, yeah. <laughs> people by the color of their skin, Yeah, you know, but well, and it's weird just to touch on that because yeah. the liberal media does the opposite to people that don't agree with their agenda. Yeah. I mean, look at Candace Owens, for example, yeah. she would be the perfect candidate for the democratic party, a very oh, yeah. well-spoken, well-educated person if she was speaking the liberal agenda, but she's not. So what do they label her as? They label it as like an Uncle Tom type of character. I mean, there's so many people out there that I can think about where it's like if they use their mind for something other than the liberal agenda, if you think for yourself and you disagree with somebody, immediately that person's an enemy and they're going to find a way. I mean, even Joe Biden, before this all took place, saying, if you don't vote for me or if you got a, a tough time deciding between me and President Trump, then you ain't black. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all extremely racist of him to say but second of all it's like come on you can't get away with saying that that's not that's not america being free that's not america having you know freedom of speech to think and i think at the end of the day you know kind of like you mentioned there's a lot of people you know obviously in certain communities that are becoming more outspoken but i know you know in the white community there's a lot of my friends that are the silent majority and it's 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 in all you know all communities but i know with a lot of my friends they're afraid of stating something because they're afraid it will be deemed racist. Like, oh, if I support Trump, I'm automatically a white supremacist or I'm a racist. And that's yeah. just – that's not the narrative we want to have when we're, we're a democracy and choosing you know, between a candidate. You shouldn't have to be afraid of choosing a candidate. I just think that's that's absolutely crazy. But what, what were some of the areas that really jumped out at you from the uh, – the, the election that really surprised you. And I know, I know Miami-Dade was a big one for me. Um, yes. that, I mean, obviously, that was a huge, 
huge swing for uh, Republicans this year. I mean, obviously it was a very tight race, but if you look at the Miami-Dade County area, I mean, it was a a 30 point in Hillary's favor in 2016 down to a nine point favorite um, in this year in Miami-Dade. And that obviously led to a landslide in Florida. I mean, people don't want to call it a landslide. Fox News took forever to call it, but it's like, that was a, uh, in terms of Florida, how even Florida is, that was a landslide victory that we saw there. But were there any other areas or anything else that really kind of jumped out at you from that yeah. perspective? I'd love uh, to hear. You know, I, I, I'm just surprised that Nevada hasn't gone fully red with Clark County. I mean, I get mm-hmm. it. We have a lot of transplants from California, <clears throat> but it's like. Same with Arizona. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, come on, guys. Haven't you got it yet? You know, right. like the, the, these people, they don't care about you. They just try to get your vote and, and try to use your own insecurities against you. Mm. You know, are you insecure because you think the white man is better than you and you think he has more privileges than you? Mm. You know, that's what they play on, you know, and they play you. They're not playing, you know, you're not, if you're, if you're in, uninformed and you fall for those tactics, I understand. But if you're just, if you're just if you're just malicious and you have that within you mm. to just bully other people because you know you're you believe that your culture is uh say Mexican and you weren't even born in Mexico mm. and you were born here in America mm. or forget that you're an American because it's a state of mind because mm. you choose to be here yeah. and and benefit from the privileges of being American mm. you know um it's like those same people call people like me uh, Malinche mm. and a Malinche is a word in Spanish um, from Mexico that, uh, basically it's like an uncle Tom for Mexican. That is ridiculous to me that it's like, just because you have a different viewpoint, that is the narrative. I mean, I, I cannot get over that and I cannot stress enough. Like if you're listening to this podcast and maybe you are one of these people, maybe you are one of these people that if somebody has a different view than you, that you try and demonize them, you got to really look in the mirror and do some soul searching. Cause at the end of the day, it's just politics. Okay. At the end of the day, you're still going to have to bust your ass to achieve whatever type of goals you want to achieve in life. No politician is going to fix that. Okay. So I just, I, I, I really advise you if that is the type of behavior you've been, you know, exuding during this election to really look in the mirror and kind of understand that that's just not okay and that's not going to cut it here in america and it it goes without saying uh guys that you know if you no matter who wins this election right let's say donald trump loses you know because it's all possible Mm -hmm. you know look we're not going to go on riot out on the streets no we're not going to go put other people down you know it is what it is it's politics and politics sometimes doesn't give you everything you want mm-hmm. it's either this extreme or that extreme but there's you know the two-party system i hear a lot of criticism about it from I, a lot yeah, of people i couldn't agree more and it's okay i have my own criticisms as well but i will tell you this you know it's the it's the pendulum swinging you know mm-hmm. one time for a certain amount of time it might be okay to have a democratic president and then for another time it might be okay to have a republican president Mm. because no matter what each party says they stand for anything can change within that party Mm -hmm. you know look at look at donald trump when he first started to run he He tried to run for the democrat yeah he he wanted to be he's about as i mean he is no type of politician because it's like he's had viewpoints on both sides Mm -hmm. he's not your typical left winger or right winger you know he's more of someone that's just you know kind of down the middle he has more conservative of you know business alignments obviously from having a business background but he just uh you know people People want to go at Donald Trump, but it's like, go look at this guy's record and what he stands for. This guy never wanted to run for president. I mean, he even said it in the last debate. He didn't want to run for president. He wanted to be uh, somebody that could just go live out the rest of his life. But it got so bad in our country 
Would he even be able to? I mean, I mean, America yeah. was on the way to socialism. I mean, think about it. Remember, 2016, it wasn't supposed to be Hillary versus Donald. It was supposed to be Hillary versus Jed Bush. Yeah. People forget about that. It was supposed to be Jed Bush in there yeah. versus Hillary. And Hillary would have won on a landslide. And, you know, people think America is bad because the liberal agenda is pushed over Donald Trump and he's fought back. And though there's so much division, you you'd see how bad America would be right now if Hillary Clinton was our president. I mean, that lady was just – I mean, I remember during election night – Russia and all of these different foreign superpowers, like if this lady gets in office, we're going to have an issue. Like yeah. there is going to be a problem because, you know, these same countries have had to deal with these career politicians their entire lives. I mean, they know they're not doing well for the country. And and that's the that's the major issue is that I would rather have a president that came into office after he made his money. Exactly. Not 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 the other way Vice around. Vice versa, where you yeah. see these these presidents, you know, like Obama, the Obama family is worth hundreds of millions of dollars wow. on what a, a couple hundred thousand, four hundred thousand for the the uh, being the president of the United States uh, as a senator, you know, yeah. a little over a hundred thousand. It's like, and yet these people are now multimillionaires. Like, who is your financial advisor? Yeah. How you because I want that hookup. Like, if you know that type of guy that's making you that type of money. And it's done legally. The problem is it's probably not done legally. They're probably doing stuff like what we've seen with the Biden family, where there's a lot of, you know, selling out to Ukraine, to China. And who knows? I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Remember, for the longest time, we thought it was just Ukraine that the Bidens were involved in. And now it, now we're hearing about China and how there was a $10 million retainer per deal. And it's like, there's so much that we don't know. And I pray we do get to know. You know, the liberal media is really good at covering that up. But that's just insane to think about. Um I'd say my biggest surprise on election night tonight would be Arizona. I mean, it's it's in my disappointment in Arizona Man. because I thought Arizona, I mean, when uh, the, the polls started, you know, going in the favor they were, I saw this as a landslide. You know, when, when Trump took that big lead, I was thinking like three, like same as last year, maybe with a, an extra, you know, state or two in there. I was thinking something along the line of, you know, 320 to 218 in this election and to watch it go from that to where we're at right now, it's kind of a slap in the face. And, you know, I think Arizona kind of got that momentum moving in their favor. And obviously Fox News, you know, I think they called it way too early. I think there's still, you know, as we're looking at the TV right now, there's still a lot of, you know, hope for Arizona right now. Um, but I, I just I was very shocked. I mean, I, I thought that would be a state that would really lean red. I thought, like you mentioned, Nevada would turn more red. It's still yeah. blue. Um, and I think that has to do with, you know, what I spoke on my last podcast about how the education system, they bring in these liberal professors because I looked at the vote and 62 percent of the vote that came through in Arizona came from uh, or of the voters made up uh, that went blue came from people aged 18 to 29. So it's the young vote. So I feel like, you know, you have the liberal education system in a lot of these schools that are teaching these kids hey, you know, it's better to be liberal. It's better to vote liberal. It's better to be a Democrat. And that's the agenda they're pushing. Or it's bad to be a Trump supporter. It's bad to do this. It's bad to do that. And it's like, that is kind of what's skewing this vote. And I think that's what turned, you know, uh, Arizona, what turned Arizona blue this year. And I think, you know, the Democrats, if you're, you know, in charge of that liberal agenda, you're thrilled because that's what they want to do. They want to get that education in your system. They want to make sure those teachers are pushing it down your throat. And obviously it turned out to turn Arizona blue. So I was ridiculously surprised. But I mean, your thoughts? I mean, did you think Arizona was going to go red this year? You know, I I was hoping so. And I, but I, I I understand what killed that. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's pride and it's pride and it's pride used in, in the most uh, prison rule sense uh, uh, that you can imagine. Mm. You know, when people tell you, "Oh, you're not Mexican enough," yeah, or "You're not, you're not this enough," yeah, you know, and you're like, 
wait, what do you mean? And I thought I was, and, and it's like, that could go either way because people could come up to you and play you either way with, with pride. Oh yeah. Either you're not American enough or you're not Mexican enough or something. Mm-hmm. And, and I, what I think happens a lot is that a lot of these people are part of communities that might be struggling a lot and they want to mm-hmm. fit in yeah. and they think, they think that a lot of these people uh, want them to they're like do accepting certain things. them yeah, yeah in a and sense. accept yeah. them a certain way what what they're missing though is that most of these communities are more conservative than they would ever know oh yeah and they relate more to trump supporters than anything else 100 percent. yeah they are conservative you know yeah mexican families want security you know they they want you know mexican american families you know of mexican descent mm-hmm. i'm american first and foremost and mm-hmm. i always make sure i make that clear to people you know i just use that as a point of reference so people understand my background mm-hmm. um but but i'm american first and foremost and and i have a deep sense of pride because of that mm-hmm. and i'm not ashamed to say that i stand for better things in life like you know it's exercising our capitalistic right mm-hmm. to start our own businesses of course you know, to contribute into our society how we want because you know all these socialist arguments that have been around since i was in high school mm-hmm. and you know that i almost bought into at yeah. one point in time you know i realized that everything they were saying that they wanted i could actually do already mm-hmm. like if i wanted to give all my money away yeah you to can pay more in taxes yeah, like bernie or, you want you want to tax everybody at a high right. rate why aren't you donating 90 percent of your salary i mean yeah. go ahead there's nothing that stops you yeah. from writing a bigger check i mean mm-hmm. the government's not going to decline your money i mean yeah. write a bigger check if you yeah. believe that lead by example yeah. i mean I, just, I don't see that but i, I want to touch on something here really quick too mm-hmm. because you know i know we mentioned miami date earlier and you're yeah. you know talking about socialism yeah. i think it's kind of crazy now you know you look at miami date County that flipped very much. And I mean, it wasn't in favor of Trump, but it, it made it so Florida was a landslide. And you look at the Miami-Dade County and it's made up of a lot of Cubans. And obviously, if you look at Cuba, that's a socialist country. So it's like, I think Cubans kind of woke up, you know, Cuban Americans woke up and they're like, we fled from that country. We know what socialism's like. And and it's a lot of, you know, our generation, you know, the 35 and below that don't understand. They have this this, uh, fairy tale kind of made up in their head that socialism works and we can just eat the rich and, and we can tax the rich at sky high rates and we'll all benefit from it. But it literally does not work. There's no socialist country that works. And Cuba is a great example. And that's why you see so many people fleeing from socialist countries. I mean, it's not like we see mass exoduses of, you know, Americans going to socialist countries every year. And they're just, you know, trying to get residents or, you know, trying to get uh, citizenship out there. They're coming here because they realize how much of a, a shit show it is. I mean, look at Venezuela, Cuba. I mean, oh, yeah. and, and I think that's what really influenced Cuban Americans because, you know, obviously Joe Biden may not be a full blown socialist, but his vice president, who's waiting to become president if he passes away, which is a, probably a good, you know, chance if he gets a four year election here. That's a socialist vice president. Okay. Mm-hmm. She is a far left socialist. She's already stated that she supports socialism. Mm-hmm. And these Cuban Americans are probably just like, we don't want that. Like they we don't, don't want to stand for that. They and, don't want that. And and as and as much as people try to make it seem like uh, uh you know, socialism is is so great, you know, just go talk to an old school Cuban guy mm-hmm. and tell him how great it was. He'll put a cigar up and just yeah. lay ask, it on you. Yeah. Ask him to let you know because and, and for and for those of you that believe that uh that Obama was so tolerant and so great uh, with our country and to these uh, minorities. Don't forget that Obama was the one that took away the dry feet law mm-hmm. where, that allowed Cubans to that as soon as they touched feet, their feet, the dry land here on, in the United States of America, whether they got here by boat or however, 
you know, that they had automatic asylum. Mm-hmm. Obama got rid of that the last week he was in his presidential wow. term. Why? You yeah. know, what a coinkydink because right before that, they made a big old plan to bring corporations from America into Cuba mm. so that they could start businesses, wow. nightclubs, restaurants. And it was going to be like, like the mm-hmm. yeah, cheap labor. It sounds like cheap labor yeah. to me because it's like, what a perfect plan. Uh, how, of, how convenient. Yeah, right? We I no mean, longer give them asylum and now they're trapped on their island. Mm-hmm. They have to get sent back. And if they don't play by the, go by the program they have for them, guess what, man? There's no other there's no other there's no there's choice, no avenue but, yeah but being it's, a slave it's so much. funny this this cheap labor must be a, a thing among the Democratic Party because I know that same socialist candidate that we're talking about in Kamala Harris she used Californians who were in prison she made them stay in longer sentences for well you guessed it cheaper labor I mean I don't know what the deal is I mean that's like the ultimate devalue of rights yet yeah, everyone's talking about the Democratic Party like they're going to give us as many rights as we possibly can are they really I mean you really have to sit there and ask yourself moving forward but um you know it's it's kind of funny because I know we were just talking about Miami and, and the Dade County and I want to talk about Florida and I specifically want to talk about Fox News. Oh, man. What has happened to Fox News? I mean, why did it take so long to call Florida? I mean, you're calling Arizona at 40-some-odd percent. You're calling uh, Virginia at like 5%. When Trump held a lead to like 70%, I mean – what happened? I mean, this used to be the one – and people used to give us so much crap for it. To like, oh, you you watch Fox News? But it's yeah. like Fox News is slowly but surely becoming CNN. I mean, you've got three great hosts on there. you got Tucker, Hannity, Ingram. I mean, you got a lot of people on there that are great. Yeah. But you've just got some people in there that are just, you know, sabotaging Fox News. And I see, you know, liberal all over that. And it's, it, maybe it's the owners and the people who own Fox News. I mean, maybe you can touch a little bit on that and kind of what your viewpoint has been on Fox yeah, News. Yeah, it's, it's incredible because you know fox news yeah you have the the opinion of it being more right-leaning with some of the shows that are on there and that's okay you know because that it creates a balance for every other network that was out there that was totally left-leaning mm-hmm. but man i mean now it's like only mainstream media news that was actually yeah, somewhat conservative now yeah. it's not fox news being you know right-leaning it's now just a few guys on fox news mm-hmm. being a little right-leaning and even then they're still you know, they're still not afraid to bring people on to debate. You know, mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson brings oh, in God, some extreme awesome. people mm-hmm. to, to debate with him. And I love the guy for mm-hmm. doing so yeah. because he's got, I mean, he's got balls of steel, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm sorry, but this man has got to have watermelons down there. Yeah. Because for him Big to, cojones. <laughs> yeah, for him to bring some of these people on, man, and debate some of the absurd ideas that they have and give them a platform, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do that. And this guy, this man's been doing it since before social media. I've been gave, alive, yeah, yeah. Literally, he's been doing it since since he was the only one getting all these ratings, and mm-hmm. it wasn't all these huge big tech companies getting the ratings. So he wasn't afraid, and that's why that's why I respect the man a lot. But you know, I, I, my my respects to them that are still continuing the good fight and mm-hmm. and talking about things, even if even if they're wrong sometimes, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they still have the nerve to say, I respect that, mm-hmm. and and. But I do feel like Fox has definitely gone left. Yeah, hardcore. It, it's just it, it. It's hard to see too because it's like for conservatives. I mean, that kind of was the outlet. And and don't get me wrong, Fox is more down the middle, even when they were more conservative yeah. than CNN would ever be. 
Oh. I mean, I remember Fox when the, the first election came or the first uh, presidential debate came through. I want to say that Fox called Biden the winner of that first yeah. debate, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. it's like CNN after, you know, Trump wiped the floor with Biden in the second debate. I mean, it wasn't even close. Called Trump a 14 point loser in that debate. I mean, nobody in the right mind. <laughs> I mean, I had my Democratic friends would call me and they'd be like, wow, like. That was painful. That was really hard to go through. So Fox News, man, I really hope you guys clean up your act. I really hope you get some people on there that, uh, you know, truly care about the balance of America. Because right now you take away Fox News, you know, I, I don't know Americans have a news outlet to turn to. I mean, everything else is so left winged. And obviously, if you're a leftist, you love that, right? You know, because it's like your whole entire news outlet is exactly that spoon that you want to eat every single day. And uh, I, I just think that's wrong. And I hope it changes. And I, I hope, you know, Fox News, I mean, there were so many states today. I mean, Florida, I mean, even now with North Carolina and Georgia, which are clearly going red this year, they're still out here calling them. I mean, they still have not called them. And I mean, these states are, are they're going red, you guys. I hate to say it. They're going red and it's going to come down uh, to the last few states. And, and Truman, I want to lay it on to you, man. Yep. Uh, what is your election prediction? You know, obviously, I'm, I'm going to look at the map here right yeah. now. We've got Nevada. We've got uh, Wisconsin. Uh, we've got Michigan, Pennsylvania, and still somehow Georgia and uh, what is that? South, uh, North Carolina. What, what, what do you, where do you see this going? I mean, I, I know Trump has a lead in just about every one of the states, save from Nevada. Yeah. Where do you see this going? I mean, do you see do you see a landslide still? Do you see him taking all of those three? Do you see him winning one or two? Where, where are you kind of looking at right now? I mean, look, if if the Republicans actually hold out and the people that are believing in the conservative movement are not afraid to leave the polls no matter what time of night it is and no matter what the media says the results are because we all knew the media was going to say that Trump was behind number one mm -hmm. since the get-go. Well, that, that's how it that. started in that's the election it. too. I mean we, we started this election with the fear-mongering of the left and I think everyone got super excited. I saw a bunch of liberals speaking about it when they started announcing and, and that's when I was calling a landslide back at this time because I noticed – in where, you know, you saw like Texas was blue at one point, but that's because they were only, you know, reporting in Austin, Texas, Dallas, Texas, and Houston, Texas for a majority of the votes. And it's like, you know, that's not accurate to how Texas really is. Same thing in, uh, where was it? I believe it was, I know Florida was at one point, um, uh, Wisconsin was, I mean, a lot of these have been to the point where they were just, you know, only showing the liberal areas. I know Georgia was the same way. Everyone was like, oh, Georgia is going to flip. Now Georgia's looking pretty solid Republican. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry. I, I didn't I mean think, to cut you off there, well, man. My apologies. No, it's all good. I think that uh, there's still a chance for Nevada to come through. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully got, got our fingers crossed for that. That would be amazing to see, you know. Um, but for um, Pennsylvania, I think, I think that the Democratic Party is going to try to fight that no matter what. And try to. You think it's uh, going to go to court? I think they're going to try to go to the Supreme Court and try to fight that somehow. Um, but I think Trump is going to get it. I think Trump will definitely get Pennsylvania, um, hopefully Nevada, mm -hmm. and. Um, well, 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 currently to to speak about Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. there's 64 percent reporting 
And right now, Donald Trump holds a 55.7% margin versus Joe Biden's 43.1. So he's got a 12.6% margin yeah. right now. He's up just under 700,000 votes. Nice. That's a comfortable lead. That I mean, with, with I mean, because to flip those numbers, you've got to have a lot of action coming in on the other side. Yeah. I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing an avenue. I know there's some you know major areas in Pennsylvania that haven't been counted yet. You know, mm-hmm. Philadelphia has got some room for votes. Yeah. Pittsburgh, but that is a massive margin. I mean, if this was something like Trump at 50 and Biden at 47. Then maybe I'd be a little more concerned. Yeah. I'm not seeing Pennsylvania. Which wasn't Philadelphia just burning not that long ago? Yeah, I mean, how are you going to vote for somebody how that's... How can you that, vote for uh, someone uh, that supports that? If Pennsylvania know? goes blue after Biden can't even decide if he wants fracking or not, I don't know. I, 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 I you got to take that to the Supreme Court. If Pennsylvania yeah. was the one state I was very sure was going to Trump by the end of this. I still am very sure, but it's just, it, it doesn't look as promising as it did um, we obviously have North Carolina here, 94% reporting. We've got 50.1% for Donald Trump, 48.7% for Joe Biden. Uh, yeah. He's got about a 80, was 80,000 vote lead right now. I'm thinking that's pretty safe. I'd yeah. have to say the same about Georgia. Uh, what do you think? It, most most likely, where do you see Michigan and Wisconsin going? Do you see Michigan going more Trump? Do you see Wisconsin? Oh, I see Wisconsin going for Trump mm-hmm. for sure, and Michigan both. I mean, honestly, you know, these are states that have you know been through some stuff, you know, and you know, Michigan really has a Republican support, and I think that Michigan's going to go red. I really do. Well, it, it's it's looking pretty solid right now. Right now, we have 75% reporting in Michigan, and Donald Trump has a six-point lead. Uh, he's got about a 200,000 uh, vote cushion right now uh, with about 25% left. So, I mean, if that holds strong, I mean, you've got 25% remaining. You've already got a large number of votes. It's going to be close. I think it'll be very similar to 2016, and I think he'll pull out Michigan. I think he'll pull out Wisconsin as well, and I think he'll pull out Pennsylvania. I think he'll lose Nevada. I mean, I know you're very optimistic on Nevada, and obviously living here, I I want to be optimistic as well. I know we both both get out and voted, but (laughs) it's just – like I said, I, I've, I've seen it because I um, I used to go to my ex-girlfriend's – this is kind of a funny story nobody really knows about. I used to go to my ex-girlfriend's classes because in college there, you could just go to their lecture halls and sit nice. in on the lecture halls. And I was so tempted because the teacher was spewing out the most liberal political point of views that I've ever seen in a political science class. This is people that are studying to get into politics and all he is telling them is that the orange man is bad and that we need to do everything we can to vote out Trump. And it's like, it's supposed to be unbiased by these professors. And I, I told, I told uh, my, my ex at the time, I was like, I am about to stand up and, and debate this guy in front of the entire class that I'm not even enrolled into. Like I was ready to get up yeah. there and start speaking. Cause I was like, this guy is spewing out a whole bunch of bullshit and I'm not going to stand for that. And God, if that's in Nevada and now we're seeing Nevada, you know, obviously Las Vegas is turning pretty blue. If that's here in Nevada, what, where, where is it happening in more liberal areas? What, what's it like in Oregon or, or Washington or these schools like Berkeley in California? I mean, yeah. that's what the, and this is where I kind of get afraid, you know, for me and my kids in the future is, this liberal agenda they're pushing down college students, you know, because they're not really seeking out other information because they have so much going on in their lives. They're just being told to vote a certain way. And they're like, oh, yeah, sure. I guess it's the right thing to do. I saw uh, a bunch of posts about it on Instagram. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. I mean, I think the dumbest thing I saw today was somebody somebody had tweeted um, and it got posted on the news that they voted for Biden because they wanted America to go back 
to how it was. So people would stop talking about politics and could go see how he looks good. Oh my God. And I was just like, that was your decision for voting? I can't believe people would consciously say that. Like, how do you publicly admit something like that? Like, Like, all I care is about how you superficially look instead of your substance. Oh, it just. Instead of your results. It just, it absolutely made me sick. Look, let's talk about NAFTA. Let's talk about the USMCA. Let's talk about the peace treaty in the Middle East. Oh, we could, we could talk about Let's, that but the, but the thing is is this is the leftist logic yeah the moment you start bringing that stuff up and it starts to make too much sense to them they're like i can't be wrong yeah i can't be wrong right now i can't let this person come into my life and tell me that everything i've believed in yeah. is wrong so i'm going to close my ears if you keep talking too much over me i'm going to block you yep. i mean that, that's what it's gotten to now it's like they're so censored it's like okay we hear information we don't like information we block information mm-hmm. instead of actually wanting to be educated yeah. and that's how strong the liberal agenda is i talked about this in the last podcast yeah. the liberal agenda is stronger than we think mm-hmm. they can brainwash people they can yeah. legitimately sit there and and convince somebody that what they're doing is right when it's wrong yeah. and i i don't feel bad for those people that are you know they they take that with how do I put this? They use that as their sole drive factor where it's like, okay, I've been told this information. I don't want to seek out any other information and I'm going to decline it. The people I'm willing to speak with are the ones that are like, hey, I've been told a certain thing. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let, let's have a conversation. And they're willing to have that conversation. They're willing to hear the other side. Mm-hmm. They're willing to hear different viewpoints other than what's being spe- you know, spoon fed to them on CNN or MSNBC or one of the other eight media networks out there that's super liberal. Yeah. So I, I just think that's a, a huge thing that I encourage a lot of people, you know, if you are liberal and listening, just yeah. reach out to a conservative, hear yeah. another viewpoint. Okay. We're not crazy. We're not all freaking super racist. You know, we're not like all of the, all the things the media wants to portray. We're not okay. all white supremacists. Yeah. We're not all white supremacists. Like we're, <laughs> we're, we're not all about, we, we don't, we don't all freaking love police brutality. Like we're not bad people. We're good people. We just have different views than you. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. So let's talk about the views. If you hear our views, and you still decide you want to be on the left, that's totally fine. That's your opinion. I'm not going to demonize you about that. I'm not going to come at you and say, oh, well, we can't be friends. I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to remove you. I've had so many friends remove me, you know, me from Instagram. And Truman, we were talking about this today. So many people, just because you post politically a certain way, they want to remove you or demonize you or attack you. And that attitude, as I mentioned before, is just not healthy for the state of America. So Truman, we're getting close to the end of the podcast here. Is there anything else you want to kind of go over here before we, uh, we we part ways with the audience here? You know, just, just an interesting fact for uh, people that believe that all Trump supporters are white supremacists. Um, I'm not white. (laughs) I'm actually, actually, I'm actually a Brown dude. And, and, and for those of you that don't know Carson, he's a white guy and we're both great friends. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Not once has, uh, Carson never apologized for his skin color and not once have I ever made myself a victim for mine and that's why we get along because we're self-made people Mm -hmm. and even with our flaws and our whatever we got going on hey you know what we're doing our best and and that's all we can do you know don't apologize for who you are especially if it's only for something superficial and especially if it's for an ideology that you had nothing to do with in your Mm -hmm. past you know I have a lot of friends that uh, look just like Carson, but they, they walk up to me and they apologize to me. They treat me like they owe me something. And, you know, I've made a lot of great friends treating them with respect and dignity, teaching them that they don't have anything to apologize about. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and you know, who taught me that 
a white guy. Mm-hmm. A white guy taught me when I was little that I was not a victim of my circumstances. So, you know, for all of you that, that believe that narrative of, of, you know, the cliche victimization and the white privilege I, ideology and all that, hey, man, you know, come talk to us because mm-hmm. we have a lot to say. Doors about, open. Yeah. Doors open. How that is not the case. And we'll bust that narrative so fast. And all you got to do is take one look at us. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let's do this, you guys. Let's make a promise to judge people less on their political views and more on their character. Okay. Because there's a lot of people out there that, you know, on the left and the right, that they may talk their big game and what they believe in, but they may not be good people. Okay. Let's go more. Let's, let's go far away from political views and more on how people are and how they treat people and how they act as a person. There's a reason I had Truman on the show tonight because he's one of the best people I know in my life. He's a good person. He's humble. Uh, you know, like I said, I came in here and talked him up and he's like, no, 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 no. I'm just a normal guy. And, and he's a good quality person. And I'm just honored to have you on the podcast, Truman. You, Seriously, man. man thank I you for coming it. on. And for everyone who tuned in today, thank you guys. I know this is a little longer podcast. Thank you guys for sticking it through to the end. Uh, we've got more guest speakers coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, stay vigilant. Stay excited, you guys. I really believe we're still on to something here with this election. We'll be reporting soon with the results. I'll be praying. Hopefully, you guys are too for a Donald Trump victory and four more years of greatness. So in saying that, talk to you guys soon. Have a great night and God bless.